George Kirkpatrick, inspiration for the nation, celebrating people we feel good about. We have a special guest in the building. JT Houston is a digital creator, personal and group fitness trainer, world traveler, author, and card game creator. And he joins us now to talk about all of that and so much more. You might have seen him on social media, uh, you know, whether it's in the sheets, under the covers, in the shower, at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> not not under the sheets, G. <laughs> uh, all of the above. I ain't, Listen, for, 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 for your audience, you all know what I'm talking about. So uh, with positive messages, though, he's a digital creator. He spreads positive messages. Uh, yeah. A lot of which have to do with self-affirmation, positivity, and really connecting you with a vision for your life, for your own life. Absolutely. So I've known JT. JT, how long have I known you? Uh, uh, close to, I think, 13 years now. Is it that long? Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's that long. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah. That is amazing. Okay, so we've uh, we've worked out together. We've trained early morning, late night, all of the above and in between. Uh, mm -hmm. But I want to talk to you. You're at a particular point in your life. I would submit that you probably would say that you're at the happiest point in your life. Am I wrong Absolutely. about that? Uh, no, nah, you'd be, you'd be real correct in saying that um, getting to a point of like truly getting to know myself and the things that I want out of life and creating the life that I want, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that journey uh, of creating the life that you want, because I've watched you create this life yeah. standing right there. So it is possible. Tell me what you did and how how you got here. Uh, you know, what's, what's funny is like uh, I, I'm learning and I, I think a lot of people say this when they go through something challenging in their life or a challenging particular moment in their life. For me, the pivotal moment was when we had uh, COVID. So like early 2019 started the shift uh, of uh, me realizing what I wanted out of life. And I think I've, I've heard people say this and I realized I wasn't even fulfilled even when doing something that I was good at. Uh, and that's just like in the workplace. As far as like everything shutting down, it forced me to really take a deep dive into what do I want out of life? And uh, thankfully, the conversations I was having that I was thinking about all the time. I started to have those conversations with myself and then I literally posted those, started posting them on social media and it turned into what is now close to a million followers collectively, uh, just for me having those self-reflective conversations. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, it started with COVID-19, man, to be honest with you. What did you start to ask yourself? I started to ask myself if, cause I, I was afraid. Uh, like a lot of us were at the beginning of this. And um, I was, I'm like, man, I could get sick and I could be gone. And is this what I want to be doing with my life? Is this, you know, what I say, like I've, I've done everything I wanted to do. I've experienced everything I wanted to experience. I've, I, I, I've seen the things I, I wanted to see. And I'm like, no. And then I had to get to the, I mean, these were all self this is all self-dialogue. And I said, do I, am I doing what I truly want to do in life? And could I do more? Now I was happy with one aspect because I was taking chances on myself and my business. Um, and I was helping kids and doing all the things in the workplace, but I still didn't feel like I was giving to, uh, to myself enough. 
and when I and also started therapy again. So that was a big component of it as well. I'm like, you know, going through depression and fear. And once once everybody was able to like, I was able to go to therapy because you know we're doing the, the visual the video because uh, you couldn't go in. Um, one of the conversations I had like if I'm blessed to get through this, because I was truly afraid, what do I want to start doing? And I was like, well, I've always wanted to create and have a message and find a way to speak to people. So I just started posting those conversations on social media. Um, yeah. And that was, that was the start in 2019. JT Houston. Um, so what people, you know, people who know you or uh, who've seen you, always seen you with a smile and a positive message and a positive vibe. And yet you just said that you were depressed, right? And, and at the same time, uh, for a lot of people that would seem uh, like an oxymoron. Yeah. Um, well, I am one of those people who wears how I want to feel. So it's not like in my mind, I wasn't, I'm not projecting something that isn't real because deep down I'm a happy person. And I realized it's like a, it's, it's almost like fake it till you make it because I want to feel what I project. So I'm smiling because I want that to be the reflection. I want it to catch up. So that smile is reflective of how I want to feel. But more important than that, since I was working with kids, I never took to work with me um, anything that wasn't going to uplift those kids because I just thought it was important for them to see a black male that was uh, exhibiting something that they could aspire to be. So if I'm happy, I'm taking care of myself, I'm traveling, I'm, I'm excited about life and I'm not gonna let what's happening to me internally affect um, someone else. And also during that time, I was also doing, to, doing the work to essentially feel better about you know, what, I was, what was going on with me internally. So, yeah, that was it. Well, for, would you speak to that feeling? Because uh, in some ways, it feels like imposter syndrome, right? I'm uh, feeling this certain kind of way, but I'm, I'm projecting this other thing. And yet you found a way to get healing to be whole, even though it didn't, even though for people who don't know, or didn't know, yeah. uh, it didn't seem like you needed any of that. So yeah, how do you reconcile that or help people who may be struggling in the same way that you are in some ways putting on a happy face uh, uh -huh. to mask internal pain and struggle? Uh, yeah. That is more common than we think. Uh, and oh, so help man. somebody who might be doing exactly what you did. You did. Uh, the, the only advice I can say is what worked for me. So for me, uh, seeking assistance was important. And I didn't want to seek assistance from just a friend um, because I know deep down that everybody's going through something for me. And it wasn't just the talk to God conversation because my, you know, my family would say that I talked to my grandma, who's my best friend. And, I, and if I talked to her, she said, well, have a conversation with God. And I would still do that. But that didn't give me direction. It gave me an outlet, but I needed direction. So I sought out therapy and those, and then I took the tools that I learned from therapy also with some research of my own. And I was able to find different ways to kind of cope with the way I was feeling and then find outlets. So 
I'm someone that loves to travel. And a major, major shift in me was uh, jumping on a plane and going by myself and not telling anybody where I'm going and just leaving and finding some peace and solace within myself. And I had, I, I took myself hiking. I, I took myself to go to eat and I had conversations with myself and it was truly my own, you know, own, uh, I, don't, I don't know the words for what I'm trying to, trying to express, but it was me giving I mean, myself what I needed. It's, it's like your own way of healing yourself, your own yeah. therapy. Like you created therapy for yourself, even as you were in yeah. therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a huge shift. And um, during that shift, I did a lot, a lot of writing and I would have dialogue with myself constantly and I would talk to God. So that was important for me. Like every time someone mentions God, I, I, I realized that I'm truly just having a dialogue with myself. I'm asking questions. I'm seeking answers, but I'm also listening to what I'm saying and being very intentional about opening up my mind, opening up my heart. And then sometimes I have to give myself advice based off of how I feel at that moment. And that worked for me. I'm not going to say that works for everybody. Right. But I was very intentional about it. And the, here's the, 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 the growth, a bigger growth thing was that I started to, uh, on purpose, put those conversations on, on the internet, like just put them out. I put them on Instagram, I put them on Facebook. And whatever I was thinking and going through, I was talking to me directly. I wasn't talking to anybody else. So the content that everybody fell in love with, now half a million followers on Facebook and, you know, X amount on Instagram and TikTok and all of that stuff. It was just me having dialogue and it, it became so real that people thought I was just having conversations with them. But those are real conversations. Those are real moments that I needed to hear. So I had to, I had to tell myself something that I needed to hear at those moments. And that became what people follow me and know me for now today. And you became an influencer as a result. Yes. And it became, a, a, you, people paid you for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 George knows behind the scenes, but it became something that uh, I definitely got compensated for. And the blessing and all of that is I was able to kind of seek more of what I wanted out of life because now I was able to create something that was healthy and healing for me also healthy and healing for other people. And I was also compensated, you know, during those times. So it helped me to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was just working a traditional job, you know, going through the motions and trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. I'm like, man, this is something, it was like a light bulb went off. And I was like, man, what more can I do in this lane? What more can I create? And I've realized that for me, helping others actually did help me in real time. You, you trusted yourself. And I think, uh, I think that that's one of the biggest uh, barriers that other folks may have in yeah. creating their own life is the ability to trust themselves. Talking to JT Houston, digital creator, uh, author, group and personal fitness trainer, uh, uh -huh. and world traveler, right? Uh -huh. uh, keep it going, keep it going. <laughs> <G. Yeah. laughs> and all of these things you created. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And that, that was, that was like an amazing feeling for me because I grew up with not many people believing in me, uh, 
even from family. I'm very transparent about that. And I, and I've learned from my content to be being transparent was a, a huge thing that helped me, you know, grow and, and being honest with myself. So I'm not going to sugarcoat the fact that I wasn't, you know, uplifted growing up by my family and wasn't, wasn't catered to in that way. Wasn't, you know, talk to. So the conversation I have with me is what I needed to hear. So I'm speaking to my inner child every day. I'm talking mm -hmm. and I'm uplifting my inner child and I'm reminding myself of all the things that I needed to hear at particular points in my life. And that's where, you know, the, the energized spirit. Now that smile that I was, I was projecting is a real smile, but it's now coming from a different place. It's not just the exterior. This is coming from deep down. And I'm always transparent now. So like if I have a feeling it's genuine, even if I'm, if I'm sad that day or I, I talk about, you know, dealing with your mental well-being, if I'm struggling that day, I'm probably going to talk about it. But I also talk about what I did to get into a better space by the end of that talk. It's like, well, I'm feeling like this right now, but here's what I'm going to do. And here, here's what works for me when I normally feel like this. And this is what I did in order to get to a better place. So, yeah. So, and the better place created a movement and that movement is called what? Uh, this is, I am on, on social media. I am Mr. Spread Love. So this is my spread love initiative. Uh, yeah. Every day. I don't take any days off. Uh, I'm either spreading love to myself or somebody else, but I always start with me. I'm very intentional. And I say this to everybody about pouring into yourself first. I don't, I don't pour into anybody else before I pour into me. It's like the old adage of like on an airplane, uh, who do you put the oxygen mask on first? Well, you put it on yourself. Because if you're not up, if you're not giving yourself what you need, you can't give that to anybody else. I don't care if it's you're in a relationship. I don't care if you have kids. You have to pour into you first because they need the best version of you. So um, you you missed the spread love. You receive yeah. the spread love uh, in the uh -huh. background and every day. You're a digital creator, right? So you've been on the Absolutely. internet, online, yeah. spreading positivity. Mm -hmm. You grew that following. I remember as the numbers were going up, yo, gee, I have, I, uh -huh. you know, and, 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 you know, next thing you know, you're in the, you know, hundreds of thousands. What did yeah. that feel yeah. like? At times, and this is me being very honest, at times it it feels like it means nothing. And at times it feels amazing. It's a, because I'm constantly, I'm in this state of like, what does this all mean? Um, because I'm still that kid who isn't poured into by, you know, looking for that validation from outside. But from the, it's looking for validation from the people that you've always wanted validation from. Let me be clear about that. Right. But what happens is I started to read the messages. I told, I think I, I spoke this to you before. I said, well, I don't really pay it any attention. It's just they're just numbers on a screen. But now I'm realizing it's not just numbers on a the screen. These people are following me and pouring into me constantly. And I can't really ignore that because I'm reading messages that people send me and they're talking about how uh, mentally they were dealing with these different traumas and they listen to me every day and it's helping them. Um, even from the, uh, you know, the people that talk about, you know, wanting to end their, end their own life and, they they listened to 15 videos back to back and it helped, you know, them to think differently about the way that they were feeling or, you know, because I'm always talking about, you know, 
my, my dealings with that and, and, and how that affected me in my life, uh, from, as opposed to like suicide and suicide prevention. Um, and the fact that people are constantly pouring into me because I created some content that I didn't think had that much meaning and they're reminding me and God's also showing me how important it is for me to do what I'm doing because there's a reason why someone's listening to something that I'm putting on that just was geared towards helping myself. And it's a testament to like help yourself and you never know who you'd be inspiring in the process. So to answer the original question, it feels amazing once I realize that it's working for others. So, so some people might say, well, I can't, I can't, right? Uh -huh. Just get on a plane and go to Acapulco. Yeah. <laughs> when uh -huh. I feel like it, right? To to that you say what? Like to that you say, how do you have the life you live for the life you had to have the life you want? Uh, to them about the, the the bigger thing and just hop on a plane. That's something that took time. As George would know, I, I've always loved traveling, and I would do whatever I could to invest into that. Uh, I think there was a major point when, you know every guy that put me in a position to just go, but it, it still came with a bunch of hard work. You know, for me, my investment wasn't buying a bunch of cars or, or wasting money on things that I just don't, I used to waste money on. It was investing in myself in a way that uplifted me. For me, it's travel. For you, it may be getting something tangible or talking to a friend or buying food or you could be a foodie. You go to restaurants all the time or go to the movies all the time, whatever that small thing is for you, you do have a way. Cause it didn't start with me traveling. It was like, man, what brings me peace for me? I used to go to the movies by myself and sit there and imagine that this was my home theater, like literally <laughs> because I could afford the $15 for the movie ticket. And I was so intentional. I would go early on a Saturday morning or early on a Sunday morning when I knew it wasn't going to be a lot of people. So it might be a few people at that first movie, but I was like, I can sit back and feel like it's just, it's just my theater. And I have this around. That was my mind. I'm, I'm one of those people that their inner, my inner child is alive and well and out. So it's not like I'm just going to, if I have a, a, my imagination is still super vivid. <laughs> I, I, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about this inner child that had uh -huh. me, uh, several thousand feet in the air. <laughs> you got to give him some context, was, was it thousand feet? It was more, I, how many we, feet was that in the air? I don't even know. I, I, I we, we're about five, 600 feet in the air over the ocean in Mexico. Yeah. And, and a pair, pair, uh, George went, uh, paragliding or parasailing with me for, uh, my birthday. That was uh, so. So just so this, I'm talking about this inner child thing, right? For his yeah. birthday, was it your 40th birthday? Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So we're up there. I'm holding on for dear life. What's he doing? And we're up here, and we're, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, and we're up here, and we're up here, and this and this and that, and this and that. Uh huh. That's so. Is that is that your inner child talking? Constantly. I am one of those people. I am living all the things that I've, I've wanted to do. And it's, I don't think everything's like a dangerous thing, but I'm one of those people that I believe in the power of living now. Mm -hmm. Like 
do it now. I don't, it's not like I'm not thinking about later, but I realized something very important. Like we have anxiety, actually we have depression about the past, the things mm-hmm. that we can't change. Mm-hmm. We develop anxiety thinking about the future and what the future holds or what it holds or doesn't hold. And we, we spend so much time mentally in the past and mentally in the future that we forget about right now and these moments that we have and how important they are and how valuable they are and how we need to do all of those things now in order to even get to anything that's in the future. I have found my way of living in the now and not like I'm a, it's not like a YOLO type of situation where you only live once. I'm like, no, I'm going to enjoy every ounce that I'm awake. I'm going to do things that make my day feel better. I'm going to do things that make me feel like I'm enriching someone else's life. And more importantly, I'm going to enrich my own life. So when I say I'm investing so I can fly out of the country and go to Bali in Indonesia three times in a matter of seven months, I am doing everything to make that happen because that's how I feel. And that's what I want to do now. So, yeah, and, and so when you say doing everything to make it happen, in other words, resourcing all of the things that I need to, so I'm not just out there like that. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like I'm, re- I'm being responsible um, mm-hmm. with what I'm trying to do. JT Houston is a uh, digital creator influencer spreading positivity uh and also speaking of world traveler uh what mm-hmm. you got going on oh man so i have well one of my favorite places that i've learned by going is uh bali indonesia i spend a lot of time there as george will know and anybody that follows me on social media knows how much i i, I love it um being there and we could talk about that all day but uh what i have now i'm doing my first retreat in uh, Indonesia and uh, getting all it, just going there to visit, to scout out the locations and see everything was amazing for me. And I'm excited just to, to give others the opportunity to experience it, you know? So I, I've, I'm putting together an entire uh, retreat and uh, I have some, some friends and, uh, and fellow travelers that'll be traveling uh, from from different states and from different countries to to meet and we're gonna talk about this journey the journey I've had and the journeys that we are all on individually and there's some journaling involved there's also some uh, some exploration we're gonna be doing we're visiting a, a monkey sanctuary a monkey forest and then we're going to an elephant sanctuary and spending some time with the animals there there's ATV rides but there's also a, a major component of individual spiritual journeys um, that, that you have. That's, that's a major proponent of that going to that the place. It's a very magical place. So um, when? Uh, this is this April. Yeah, this April. April 2024. April 2024, yeah. So kicking the year off. Huh? Dates? Oh, yeah. So April 1st uh, through the 9th. Yeah. All right. So how do people get on that? Uh, they They will, well, I will send you the information for the site. So we have a um, spreadlove.life uh, will be up and running. Uh, and that's, the, that's, that's my website. And all the information will be on spreadlove.life. Um, if people want more information surrounding uh, all the travel opportunities. We also have a, uh, a Facebook group 
um, right that's operating right now, and it's uh, it's called Spread Love Travels. Uh, so they can check that out as well, and I'll have some additional information and some fun clips of all of the travel uh, stuff that I've done. And um, yeah, that's where they can check that out. So, um, how did you learn to open up about the life you had versus the life you have now? It's a funny thing about open up, <laughs> but I'll, I'll talk about that. We'll transition into that. But the, I know what I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you forgot who you was talking to. I know, you know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> um, how did I learn? Uh, you know what? From from my surrounding taught me to be open, and my healing taught me to be open. Because here's here's the one thing I learned: if I these self the self conversations and the, these these talks that I've had with myself on a day to day basis, it taught me if I couldn't be honest with myself. I wasn't going to be able to grow in the first place. And I, if I can't be honest with myself, then how am I ever going to be honest and open to anybody else? So I, these, these conversations, these talks that I have with me every day, um, reminded me of how important it is to be open and honest with me. And I said, if I can't do it with me first, I'm not going to be able to do that with anyone else. So that's, that's been the narrative. And I'm, I'm very, very intentional about opening up more and more. And just like with a healing journey, it's every day. You, you're not, you're never, you're always in a state of healing. We all have like triggers that'll come back up and it'll make you think of something instantly. But I am, I'm in a constant state of like growth and development. And this is my, my season of yes. So I say so yes to myself every day. We're going to talk about open up because that's another segue into another thing. But uh -huh. in that process of healing yourself, did you have to heal relationships with other people? Because if you were not fully whole and fully present, then that mm -hmm. also could create conflict with other people or harm to other people. So how did that yeah. impact the relationships that you had? Um, it impacted it in a major, well, like I said, through COVID, I, I realized a lot about myself. But in those realizations, I realized that I was oftentimes surrounding myself with the wrong energy or people that didn't have the best intentions. and it was it was uh, obvious the moment those things weren't part of my life and I was able to actually be more honest with myself. And I'm like, well, but in that same respect, if I was attracting, for me, it was like, if I'm attracting this type of energy, what am I doing? What am I projecting to make who that am I? part of my life? Yeah. Who am I? And I'm like, I'm not the person that I should be if I'm constantly attracting it. So I don't blame anybody else. I blame myself and what I was attracting and what I was doing and how I was speaking and how I'm thinking. And I, I learned that if I shift that, then my surrounding will change, which means the energy around me is different, which means I'm going to attract different people into my life and I'm going to have different conversations. And man, I, this, I, I can only speak to a little bit of the journey. I've been able to shoot a television show, which we're still working on. Like I, I've, I've been traveling the world and shooting in different countries and, being followed around by a camera crew. This all happened. What's the what's the shooting? What's the show? Uh, I can't say the name yet, but I, I am uh, shooting with a, uh, 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 a small but very large camera crew. And we shot in about uh, four cities, three countries. Uh, and the show is all about um, uh, is a bunch of group of in individual entrepreneurs and you know, they, they kind of capture us all in our own, 
our own lives as well. Uh, but it's, it's about black travelers and entrepreneurs and how we navigate the world. It's all positive and it's showing, showcasing our, our growth as individuals and how we, we kind of coexist and how we bounce ideas off each other when we get together. Some of them are already millionaires uh, and some of them are, you know, on the come up of that. Um, but all, all of us that part of the show are very positive and, um, and uh, just kind of focus on our, our own grind. But the, the amazing part is that this is something that will, will be on television. So I can only speak to the part that I'm allowed to say is that it's going to be amazing. So you'll see this face on some television somewhere very soon. Um, and, and again, all, this was all part of my growth. Go ahead, G. And, and all that you created. This is all part of you yeah. being in your, in your element and people seeing what you're doing and saying, Absolutely. hey, you want to do this? So, Absolutely. <laughs> so what? So what? And 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 so before we open up, uh-huh. what would you say to folks about how to be a good influencer or in their own? Like, what would what would be the keys you think if people want to be an influencer in some aspect of their own life? What would you say they should what? do? Need to do? What's going to work for? Mm-hmm. How do you get from where? How do they become like you? Uh huh. Um, what I would say is if you, it, it's hard to maintain something that isn't inherently you. Right. So I, the content that for me, this is a personal thought. I can only speak to my own journey because I've, I've met a bunch of influencers. Mm-hmm. I met some that have way more than me as far as like the following goes. And I met, I met some that have way less, but have generated some massive wealth from having a small audience. Um, what I will say is, the 98% of the the people that I've met that come across that are doing what I'm doing or something similar, they are themselves and they found out how to be themselves and generate either a large audience and or income from being themselves. They found out who they were and their content became them or some aspect of their lives. So whatever, the only advice I would give, because I, I mentor teens and they ask me questions about it, I said, just be yourself 1000% and create your content based off of who you are, not following a trend or a fad because the person that set the trend was being themselves. And now other <laughs> people are following <laughs> the, you're right. following a trend being trying to be someone else when the reason they are who they are is because they did something being themselves. Yeah. So that's the hard part. The balance is like, you got to go into this really geared towards, doing your own thing and being authentically you. And that's how you grow. And it's hard to grow when you're trying to keep up and do something that someone else is doing. All right, uh, JT. Um, yes, sir. So how do you get people to open up? You know, a great way for them to open up is this great game that was created by uh, a young man by the name of JT Houston. Um, and it is a card game. Mm-hmm. And the card game just happens to be called Open Up. Open Up. up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I I'm, I get emotional just thinking about the fact that you know I was someone I was a kid I was a teen and always thought about creating something because I felt like I was creative, but I was never able I was told I would never be able to do things like this because of my environment because of my behavior as a teen uh, and just because I came from a place where in a family where no one did anything like I'm trying to do because um, I didn't see it. 
but it didn't mean I couldn't create something that I, I saw in my mind. So, you know, this is an amazing, it's a, this game is about, let me just get into Cause I don't know you didn't ask me to advertise, but I want to make sure I, I, while I have the opportunity, I'll talk about this amazing game um, that was created because of the conversations that I was having online and the conversations I actually had with myself first. And then I started to do the lives, the live conversations on Instagram and Facebook and getting hundreds of people on, on a regular basis. And at first I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I was just checking in on people and seeing how they were doing. Well, those conversations that I started to have like one-on-one sometimes or in a group, um, it made me think more about the dialogue I was having with myself, those individual conversations, like, well, how can I help someone open up more with themselves and with their friends and their family and so on and so forth while I created a game. So uh, essentially it's a, it's a multiplayer game. I always say game, but it's not, it's not a game. It's just, it's a, it's a way to have an in-depth conversation with either yourself or any group you can imagine. Um, And uh, we have four categories. I I sat down with uh, a few therapists. I sat down with some educators and about 10 people in different walks of life just to ask questions and they all gave me feedback. So it just took about uh, 18 months of me going back and forth to uh, to finalize and get everything in order. And now we have a game that I've been uh, promoting and playing online, uh, you know, for the better part of a year before, you know, as I was going into development. And now we have we officially have our own game. How do people get a hold of the game? They can they can do the pre order right now if you go if you're following me on social media I'll make sure I'll plug everyone if you follow me on Instagram it is Mr Spread Love One the very first link in that bio uh, you can click and get the game uh, right now you can do your pre orders now um, and also if you follow me on Facebook you can do exactly the same thing if you follow me I'm JT I'm a Javar Javar on Facebook Javar J U V A R you know government name right <laughs> on Facebook. And uh, you can click that that first link in the bio as well and get your card game. And then I have a TikTok shop. So if you follow Mr. Spread Love One on TikTok, you can also get the game there. So pretty much whatever platform you're on, you can get the game. You can pre-order right now. And, All right, so uh, so yeah. what are this? What, what's a sample question? You know, you know what, G? I was I was hoping you asked that. Let me. I tell know you wait for that question. <laughs> you can say, let me tell you the cat. So there's four categories in the game. Okay. All right, and they're all listed on the box, all and right. they're also on the back of the cards. Whenever you want it, like when you do play. All right. Mm-hmm. And there's there's four separate categories. The categories are getting to know you. Getting That's a category. You. All right. Uh, Would you rather? Would you rather? All right. All right. Um, your time is now. Mm-hmm. That's a category. And then engage your inner child. Now, let me be clear. Engage your inner child. Sometimes it goes deep because you're thinking about a younger version of yourself. So some of these mm-hmm. can get really deep, G. Now, mm-hmm. if, you, if you'd like, we can, I can give you a sample of the questions, some of, some of the questions, and then maybe GK can, can open up with us a little bit. And uh, how, how would you feel about that, G? Are you, are you down? I, you know, I, I, I'm down. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I know how to answer questions. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. <laughs> All right. So here's an example of one of the questions from this is just the getting to know you section. All right. Um, Looking back, what is the most ridiculous outfit you've ever worn? And why did you wear that outfit, G? Wow. Um, So this, it, it, you know, oh boy, 
there's a lot of different ways this can go. But I can tell you, I can think of when I was for, I was out in, in, in I was a banker. Okay. I, as I was working for the key bank, and I remember, so the uh, back and this is back in the early '80s, right? And mm -hmm. so just think about the typical banking outfit. You had to have some okay. wingtip shoes. Okay. Right. Maybe a dark suit, a tie, very, very conservative back in the day. But I definitely, I mean, I eventually got some wingtip shoes. Okay. But at my, I just remember at my first manager's meeting. So now remember, I'm what, 21, two, something like that, three, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't have many suits at the time, I don't think. So what yeah. did I wear to the, to the first manager's meeting of where I'm being introduced as a manager trainee. And uh -huh. I believe the year was 1982. Okay. Okay. I have on a cognac wine colored suit with matching wow. shoes, right? Right out of Bergen brothers. I love y'all. Wow. <laughs> but like, and you know, it, it was like a, uh, salmon colored, something like that. Not to mention you, I'm picturing G. Okay, this is, but I eventually gravitated, graduated to wingtips and the blue blazer and the gray pants and the white shirt. I graduated to that, uh -huh, but uh -huh. I, I do remember, I looked back on that. I was like, what the heck was I wearing? Like, <laughs> what the heck was I wearing, you know? So, <laughs> I do think that's hilarious. No, I, 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 you know, I don't know if it was the most ridiculous, but in the context of the position that I had as a uh -huh. potential, as a future loan officer, a future yeah. branch manager, that's what I wore to the first manager's meeting. That that was a great a great choice. I mean, a great conversation to have later on as you think back, right? <laughs> You're reflecting. Well, but, but here's what's different, right? And this is something mm -hmm. that I have to get used to. You know, there was a certain, I, the dress code is very different now than yeah. what I'm used to. You know, like when people come to interviews, you know, used to be that you went and you got and you did all this stuff. And yeah. maybe and now, uh, at least lately, I have not seen a lot of effort in to making sure, you know, people just like- There's No dress press. They just roll up in any, I was like, what the heck is going on? And um, I guess if, if it's not a, what do they call it? A white shoe law firm, yeah. then, you know, it doesn't matter. But I'm I just not used to, if you have an interview that you're not polished with a suit, with a tie, it's a different world. It's a different world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a different world. Uh, I think with the advent of social media, so much has changed, right? But, no, yeah. So now, what's the most ridiculous outfit you ever wore? Oh man, uh, I can vividly remember this. I was in the sixth grade. Uh -huh. I was at Meacham. Uh, Meacham Elementary is my last year, and I can't remember the artist. You know, if I'm starting with artists, it means I was I was thinking about it was music. So I remember watching on television, and it was a uh, artist. I, I want to say it was either Criss Cross. <laughs> or their artists, and they wore these like it was like a rain suit. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was like a rain suit. It was literally a rain suit. It was 
bright yellow. Uh, and I wanted to wear what they wore. I, I don't, I think it was, it, it, I think it definitely like was a rain slicker, know. right? Like a slicker or something. Yeah. They had the jacket, but theirs was obviously not the same material. And I, I'll explain what happened. So I convinced my mom to get me one. Cause I'm like, I seen it and it looks so cool. Now it's baggy. Obviously this is during the big, the big clothes time, you know, the baggy clothes. And it, it's, when I actually got one, it's little like a little rain. It was, it was thin G. Now I go to school. Cause it's like a couple other friends that, you know, we was going to do it. We all got our little rain jacket and set and got the pants. Gee, they, I think it lasted like the first, first hour of school before the pants ripped. <laughs> <laughs> and so I still, and I'm still trying to sport this, this, this rain poncho suit in school with the ripped pants, it's a big old hole in the back by the time by the time I get home. It's falling apart. One of the teachers tried to help me and tape it back together because thank thank God I had jeans on underneath. But it was looking back, it was the most ridiculous thing I had ever thought to put on because this is me idolizing what I saw on television. Um but yeah, that's a super vivid memory for me. And I I, I pray to never make that mistake again. <laughs> I'm down for another one. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, so this is from Engage Your Inner Child. All right, this is the, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm online playing these, they're always like, ah, oh, man. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll do, uh, let's try to keep it with a uh, a positive one because some of these can go deep. Okay, you know what? It won't be, okay. How how did you handle self-doubt as a kid? Mm, did I? Any age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how uh, did you, in, way, in what ways did you deal with it? That That's another, that's a bigger one. Hmm. How did I handle self-doubt as a kid? Hmm. You know, I think that, you know, I think between my mother and my father, my parents were divorced, but between my mother and my father, and I say that because that's two separate conversations. And I mean, yeah. you don't have to be divorced to have two separate conversations, but I'm just thinking about the messaging that I heard from my mother and even my grandfather. So let me take it back to generations. You know, my grandfather would say, my mother would remind me what my grandfather would say to me, which is that boy gonna be somebody someday. That boy gonna be somebody someday, right? Yeah. And so um, during those times, I would think about those messages or, you know, my dad reminding me that, um, you know, you have something special to give and you have to just show up and give it. If sometimes I'm not thinking that I could do that. And I think even when you don't have, when I haven't had that even in present day, having that cheering squad or that your partner, my wife in particular, to say, this is what's going on. And then they have a, a word of encouragement. So yeah. I would say not only only for myself, but also mm -hmm. I think getting feedback from others is probably the best way that I knew how to handle that. Is it, and I'm talking about as a kid, right? That, yeah. You asked me as a kid, I'm already talking about my wife, but I didn't uh -huh. have a wife back in the day. But um, yeah, that was a, you know, that was challenging. I think it was more challenging for me because um, I tried so so this is thinking of doubt right and ridiculous outfits 
remember back in the day when you would have the blowouts, Afro blowouts, and yeah, you know, I was in the era of Michael and the Jacksons, so they mm -hmm. all had you know Tito and yeah, Jackie, the, the clean, no, not 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 Tito, but Jackie, right, and Marlon and Jermaine. You know, they had uh -huh. the great Afro. So uh, back in the day, they will you get a blowout. Y'all y'all don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Get a blowout. <laughs> well, man, JT, my hair didn't blow out. It just blew. So, it just blew. It went straight down. Straight. I was, uh, I, I, you know, it was, you know, so that created a lot of self doubt because I oh, had this yeah. crazy hair <laughs> cut. Like they used to call my, they used to say, I look like Bozo. Remember Bozo the Clown? Oh, uh, yeah, the Clown, the Clown. Yeah, yeah, that's what I seen, bro. My, my childhood brain goes to Krusty the Clown. You remember those from The Simpsons? The, the hair was all wild. Oh my it wasn't God. a true afro, but it so, was, you know, because, you know, black folks, we wanted to be clean, a clean afro, a big, the little tight one, the microphone. No, right, right. But it it, it just, the blowout, yeah. just like, <laughs> oh, that was a little, so I, I, I'm remembering that because it, it, these are times when you don't feel your, yeah. your greatest and you have to be reassured. reassured. Um, yeah. How about for, you? For me, oh man, I, I, Looking back, I definitely had a uh, a more of a, uh, a tumultuous childhood. Uh, I wasn't uh, looking back, I, and I told you I'm very transparent. I wasn't loved on as a kid. Uh, um, the way you wanted just, to be loved, or the way you needed to be loved? Uh, both. Okay. Uh, you know, just a lot of sad moments. I got ridiculed a lot, yelled at, screamed at. Uh, called names. Uh, it wasn't a loving, it was, it was definitely more tough love than anything. So self doubt was constantly reaffirmed. It was created. Mm. It was very in, intentional in making sure that I was uh, not believed in myself from a lot of people in my, in my own uh, family. Um, and it's, it's, it brings back like all of these traumatic memories. So though I am the person I am today, I'm only, I'm probably a product I'm a product of the, the things that were said about me to me uh, to make me remember that I wasn't, I was less than, I was, you know, called names. I was hit. I was, you know, all of these things that you can think of. So how I handled it then, man, I was sad. I, what I really did was I rebelled. I fought back. I talked back. I got into fights. I got into trouble, uh, mostly because, uh, I doubted myself and didn't know who I was. And I was constantly reminded of who I was going to become. You're going to be just like your father. My father was selling drugs and he wasn't, wasn't always, he wasn't there at all. Um, but those things were reaffirmed constantly. I was told I was going to die at an early age. I was told I was going to be arrested. By your family? 1,000%. Uh, yeah. So, I, you know, I told you, I'm, I'm transparent. So, yeah, so when your family <laughs> hears you talking this way about yeah. them, they don't say anything. <laughs> right, right. Like, because this is the, like, because this the is the real life. It's the reality. Uh, the thing is, if, even if it's, if, even if it's pushback verbally, the reality is what I'm saying is real. Yeah. So it's, it's not like the, I wouldn't, 
there'd be no reason for me to make up anything like this. I wasn't, I was, all the things I said. So you get pushback from your family. Like, what do they say to you? Like, how dare you? Oh, no, there's never a, how dare you? They were like, it wasn't, I ain't do that. This is what, what was said was, oh, you were bad. You were bad. So in other words, you deserved (laughs) that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what was said to uh, you. Essentially. Was, 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 what was said to you, you needed to, but they basically, what they were saying is, yeah, you deserved all of that because that's what you were putting out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so many words. So, but what I've learned over the years is no, I was a product of what I was faced with and I was fighting back at what weren't adults at the time. They were teenagers. These were my aunts and uncles. My mom was young. So my aunts and uncles were young. They were children helping to raise me. Uh, so the reality is they were extremely immature. They were <laughs> doing what they knew how to do, uh, which was help out with another kid, but they were still kids. So what I realized, what I started to realize getting older was I'm fighting back bigger kids. And yes, I did fight back. Yes, I was hit and punched and called names and I did fight back. And then I was labeled bad for doing something that was rebellious to get back at. And there's a lot of tears and fight back and learning and growth that just took place, you know, over the years and me realizing after I separated myself, realizing like, especially as getting into education and helping kids, I never talk bad about kids. I love on these kids because of what I dealt with. So it's safe to say that you didn't handle it as a kid. No, no, I, I handled it in probably the way that most kids would handle, you know, being verbally abused <laughs> by their family. Uh, you know, I fought back and I got into trouble. I'm not, there's no mistakes of me getting into trouble, but the reason behind the lashing out and the, you know, all of the things that you would think of like not having uh, a, a father around and not having a positive male figure and, you know, being raised by essentially uh, a bunch of young girls. I can't say young, you know, women as they got older, but they were all learning at the same time. So I give grace where it's needed. You know, my mom was a very, she, my mom was 16 when she had me. So she had to grow through. And I, I, my grandma, you know, I can look back and be like, man, my grandma was hard on everybody because it was just her raising seven kids. And then all of the grandkids that came after. So I, I think about that. And then I also give my mom grace because she was a kid trying to raise a kid. And so looking back, I can recognize certain things, but it's no mistake of what actually happened to me in order for me to get to that realization. Those things still happen. And those, know? and it's your truth and you have the right yeah. to tell your truth. 1000%. Uh, right. So yeah. understand. And well, yeah. well, speaking of truth, the truth is we out of time, brother, I... <laughs> <laughs> but that's Such a, a good sample. combo. G. Huh? I said good combo G. Yeah, and, and that's a great example of how this game, Open Up, can lead to some great conversations. 1,000%. Uh, but not be- be- between friends, between family. Like, so for example, those, this, this conversation we just had, uh, we may have had remnants, but not really. We never yeah. really had those, the two conversations and the two topics. We At never. All had that conversation. Like I said, yeah. I have heard some remnants, but not really. Not yeah, really. So, yeah. so that's an example, if you choose the game, of uh-huh. how you can 
open up. So one thousand percent. Javal Houston, Mr. Spread Love, JT Houston from the personal group and fitness side. Author, mm -hmm. what's the name of your book? Uh so it's a series of books called Adventures of My Inner Child. Okay. Yeah, there there is a, a group of short uh short stories that I uh from my creative space of me. It's it's a it's things that I've gone through over the years, but told from the perspective of a child or a teenager. So it, it, they essentially turn into like these adventures because it's told from the mind of a child, but they're real life things that have taken place, and then some some twist on some uh, some real life some real life stories. Where do you find it? Uh, soon they will be available on Amazon and on. Uh, uh, spreadlove.life. So you'll be able so to purchase them directly. You got a lot of ways to get a hold of Mr. Spreadlove. Look him up. Absolutely. Javar Houston on Facebook. Uh, he's I'm traveling, down. he's writing, he's creating. But more importantly, what you should take from this conversation, I think, as he's creating his, he's creating the life that he wants. And what he has learned to do in order to create that life is to spread love. JT, Javar Houston. Mr. Spread Love, digital creator, spreading positivity. I have to fully thank you because you poured into my inner child over the years. And the way in which I connect with others is part and due to your mentorship, seeing how you communicate with people, seeing how you engage friends and family um, and how you run and operate um, on the radio, off the radio. Um, I, I pray that I, I steal bits and pieces of that as I effectively communicate with others. Um, so I say all that to say thank you because I am a great mentor because of the great mentor that came into my life, even in my, my adult years, I just want you to know how valuable it is to have that. And since I've never really had that in my life, and I'm not going to apologize for tears because I, I hate when people do that. Just you, you, this real life emotion. I live in it now. So I'm, I'm super vulnerable as a, as a human. And I, I just want to make sure that I'm clear in the fact that I am a product of uh, the friendship, the companionship, the brotherhood, the father figure. Um, and uh, I want to thank you for helping me on this journey. And I'm still on it. So I'm continuing to grow. But all of the, the other things and, and making sure I have a, uh, 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 something to look at as a mirror, because I always practice mirrored behavior. I just look at George. I'm like, how would George would handle this in this way? And, you know, it's very thoughtful when you interviewing, I didn't know how to interview, but I watch you, you know, so I pay close attention to that, you know, this whole setup, everything I got, I'm like, you know, background, everything. So I look at you for that. So I always want to say thank you in addition to uh, all the other things. So I look at that. So even if we don't talk every day, just know that I am partial reflection of what I, what I've watched you do over the years. So I want to thank you for that. Wow. Um, yeah. I thank you, my brother. Yeah. I thank you. I'm speechless. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I appreciate that. And that that's that is uh something that uh I really will treasure. 
So yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> and and JT, I also want to thank you for being a positive influence uh, yeah. in my life as well. I really appreciate you. Inspiration for the nation. Uh, 